Welcome to Black Hollywood Live today on Fit Club. We are going to talk about women rushing to get IUDs because of Trump and can playing on turf cause cancer in children. Guest host with me is entrepreneur Sherry Johnson. Stay tuned for more. I must have. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, Fit Club. All right, you guys, welcome back. Welcome to Fit Club. I am your host, Fallon Mercedes. You guys can catch me online at fitwithfallon.com or at fitwithfallon on Snapchat, on Instagram. And right now I have the lovely Miss Sherry Johnson. And if you do not know who she is, she is everything. She is a mother. She is a wife. She is a fitness entrepreneur. She is a trainer. She's a Pilates instructor. She is one of my mentors um, and women that I look up to. So I'm so happy to have you on the show. I feel like we are going to have some great topics for you to chime in on um, as we talk about many things in life and at work. We also work together. Um, It's going to be great to discuss all this stuff with you guys on air. While you guys are watching, feel free to tweet at us. Um, on social media, on Instagram, and let us know what you are thinking about the conversation. And if you're on YouTube, please give us five stars. All right, so our first topic is uh, a touchy one. Um, So we all know that Trump is in office, and he has stated that he might try to get rid of Obamacare. Um, He's working on that. But with that, the Affordable Care Act... That has guaranteed so many women to have their birth control taken care of, meaning financially paid for. They did not have to purchase their birth control. But now that Trump is in office and is vocal about trying to take this act away, a lot of women are rushing to Planned Parenthood and many doctor's offices to get IUDs because IUDs, if you don't know, Mm. um, it's a type of birth control that can last many, many years once it's in place. So if they can get their Affordable Care Act to cover it now or their Obamacare, they say that it will outlast Trump's presidency. (laughs) How do you feel or do you really feel like there are that many women rushing out to get these IUDs because they're worried that their birth control, they won't be able to afford it? You know, I haven't heard that, but Mm -hmm. I can see that being a concern. Mm -hmm. Not only does Planned Parenthood take care of birth control pills, uh, birth control, it also helps women who can't afford to get their mammograms and uh, pap smears and any type of cancer screening. So, I mean, that is is a main issue as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, I haven't heard about the IUDs, but I think my main concern would be all my other um, screenings that I would need that mm-hmm. I really can't mm-hmm. afford. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that maybe they would try to make birth controls uh, a little more affordable. I don't know what the side effects are mm-hmm. of, of IUDs, mm-hmm. so, I, so I'm I not up, aware of that. Yeah, so I looked up some of the side effects. Um, and, you know, I was trying to dig in there to see if there was really, you know, harsh side effects out there, but really a lot of, or minor cramping, it might change your menstrual cycle a little. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, when they first get it, will complain of some back pain, and then some people just reject it. It doesn't stay in them the way it fits, but mm-hmm. majority of them that do get it, it does stay. And then sometimes, you know, the one out of 1,000 people will get pregnant if, you know, because right. it's not 100%, you know. Um, it's not 100% sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
I was really interested when I read this. It was kind of really eye-opening as a woman to see what a president or, you know, somebody different in office, how it can affect me as a woman. And to be honest, I feel like my personal decisions about my body and having a baby, I would not want them to be influenced by any president or anybody in the White House. But I can see why a lot of women, like um, I was reading this report on CNNHealth.com, and there was one individual who... She was saying that she's a graduate student. She cannot get pregnant in the next, you know, four years because she needs to finish schooling. Her and her husband have been together for seven plus years, and it's just something that they cannot afford. She's going to school. She's not working. She's trying to, you know, better educate herself and give herself and her future children a better life. She does not want to worry, I can't afford my... Um, birth control. Now, an IUD in itself costs a thousand dollars to insert, um, and that's not you know covering the cost once you because you cannot insert it. A doctor right. has to insert right. it. So a lot of women are thinking, let me get this covered now while I have Obamacare because once it goes away, who has not who, but a lot of people do not have the luxury of having a thousand dollars to have something like this you know, put in them. Um, So with the Affordable Care Act Mm -hmm. supposed to be dissipating or disappearing or Mm -hmm. um, leaving, and then most of the women's health care issues are being um, done away with, Mm -hmm. I mean, that should really be an outrage because women have fought for a long time to be able to have the right to choose and to be able to decide what they want to do with their body, whether you're pro-life or against pro-life, you still should have the right, the choice, the choice to choose what you want to do. If yes. you do not feel comfortable with an IUD and you want to take, um, you know, alternative birth control um, precautions, then that should be you should be able to have that, that access. Now, but yes. if it was the, now, let's play devil, devil's, devil's advocate. advocate. Mm-hmm. If it was the other way around and we got rid of the Viagra. Ah! Then tell <laughs> I love you, Sherry. Then tell me who Men would, would be outraged. Right. All okay. The world. So look, so why is it that mm-hmm. they can have the power to tell us what to do with our body? But mm-hmm. when that little blue pill disappears, yeah. then there's a problem. Yeah. I'm sure we will see men marching yeah. in the streets. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> but so. I wonder, and I don't know this, I don't know if Viagra is actually covered by Obamacare or the affordable. I don't, I don't uh, know. It's, that's something that I'm going to have to look yeah, up after because, our show. <laughs> because, look, if you, if you think about it, I mean, men kind of, well, it's not kind of, men... Uh, run everything. Most of the testing and stuff is done for men. Medications are done for men. And the men. men, again, in the White House who are signing off, it's majority men. And they probably are using Viagra. Ah. So, <laughs> sorry. But I mean, so so if we if we did really tit for tat, because I know that men want that pill if they're mm-hmm. having an issue with sexual dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I don't know how they can choose that we can keep having that. And I'm, I'm yeah. sure it's probably covered under their insurance yeah. or under yeah. Affordable Act, Care mm-hmm. Act, or Obamacare, as they mm-hmm. want to call it. Um, but 
women should have the right. It's, this should not be uh, an issue. We shouldn't have to negotiate. We shouldn't have to be rushing it out be even a, trying uh, to get same stuff. Same thing yeah. um, before on this show. I was talking about the tampon tax. Oh, that's crazy. Again, here we are, a woman. It's something that we need, need, and we are taxed for it. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. It shows you how this country has made progress in terms of women's rights, but we still have a long, long way, way to, go. to go. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately. Just some more stats for you. Planned Parenthood um, put out some stats since Trump has been office. IUD appointments have went up 900%. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that, that is nuts? so crazy. So it's really a true thing. Women are really, you know, and reading this, it actually opened my eyes. I'm like, okay, should I be running out to go get an IUD right now? So what is the age? Did they say what age the women are that are rushing? Is it from, what? Uh, 15, 18, mm-hmm. 20 to 30s or yeah. 40s. I mean, it, did didn't, it didn't give the age, but the article that I was doing the research on, it had a lot of uh, graduate students talking, women in okay. college okay. who are running out to get it because they're trying to further their education to set up a better life for themselves and their children, you know? Yeah, I, this is going to be something to really keep our eye on yeah. because once most of the women's rights are gone, where where are we going to be? Mm-hmm. What I mean is our voice not enough? I mean, example of the march they had uh, downtown Los Which, Angeles. Did I, you you part? I did. Okay, so tell us about that. Was, I wasn't able to go. How was it? It was the most amazing thing, and I think to have that many people from all different backgrounds mm-hmm. and ethnic. ethnic uh, backgrounds to be in a friendly environment. Let me tell you, we were smashed like so close to each other but when you needed to get through people were very uh, polite they let you move through mm-hmm. it was just it was just amazing to see how many people wanted to be heard and mm-hmm. were standing not only for women's rights but just human rights yeah. in general and um I think that's what's happening with this election, that a lot of people want to pick who's a winner and who's a loser it's really not about that mm-hmm. it's about Who's in office and what are they going to do for the people that are putting them there? What are they mm-hmm. going to do for the, the Americans that are here, that have fought, that have worked, that have sweat, and did all these things? What is that person, that president, mm-hmm. whoever it should be, mm-hmm. what is he going to do for the people? It's not about taking care of your own campaign. It's taking account of all the American people and not just the ones that voted for you. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I look at it. But it was it was amazing. It was just, um, I'm glad I... I I went. I was debating, should I go? Should I not go? Should I not go? And I went. My husband went with me, Aww. and we, we marched. Was there a lot of men there? It was tons. Lots yeah. of men there. A lot of men. Beautiful. We had just all kinds of people. It was, it was, yeah. it was amazing. So what kind of, um, at the march, what were people being vocal about? What were they marching for? Well, they, there was everything. It was for uh, transgender, um, gay rights, uh, lesbian rights, marriage, um, birth control, um, the right to choose. It was just everything you could think of that someone feels that they're going to be violated about their own personal choices, mm-hmm. uh, about their lifestyle and how it, it will affect them because of the, the president that we have mm-hmm. uh, in office. 
so that's what most people were fighting for. And then just unity and love and all those all those things, you know, they it was really about just loving everybody and trying to come together, you mm-hmm. know. It was, it was beautiful. It was truly, truly beautiful. Now, I know with the Obamacare, it covers a lot of people's medical cares, including, you know, getting screenings for cancer. So in Washington State, um, there was, a, a, I guess, a research that recently was published about athletes, especially younger children, mm-hmm. who have been playing on turf fields mm-hmm. are being linked to higher risks of cancer. Now, this came about with one um, soccer coach by the name of Griffin. He started noticing a lot of his young soccer players. We're talking about 13, 14 Mm -hmm. years Mm -hmm. old. After many, many years of playing soccer, having cancer. That's crazy. And, you know, you think of soccer players, majority of the time, these are not kids that are sitting home you know, binging while watching TV, they're practicing day in, day out, being physical, being active, and who are mostly, Mm -hmm. most likely eating healthy food Mm -hmm. to go with that athletic lifestyle. So he found it very, very interesting that 53 of his players, both former and current, have had different forms of blood cancers, which include leukemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and many others. And what he noticed also after doing more research is that 60% of his goalkeepers that were soccer players were having the cancer. So he came to terms with They've been playing on turf fields, and actually the U.S. in general has over, I think it's 12,000 turf fields, Mm. and you see them popping up more and more and more. So he hired a research um, company and a couple scientists to dive into this more, and they believe that it's the turf. It's I don't know if you've seen them, those little black dolls. Mm -hmm. Now, if you don't know what turf is, um, a lot of schools, fields, stadiums, they're replacing regular grass with turf because grass is so hard to upkeep year round. Mm-hmm. So if you look under this fake fake grass, you'll see little black dots. They're rubbery. They bounce all over the place, but it allows the children, um, athletes, all ages, I shouldn't say just children, be able to play all year on the fields. But these researchers and scientists believe that, especially for the goalies, even during a warm-up, a goalie can hit the ground 50 to 100 times. Wow. And they're constantly having contact with these little, they, it's, it's like... Um, they look like little pellets. Like yeah, little- they come from like recycled rubber tires. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're constantly having it in your skin. It's, it's getting introduced to cuts if you get them while playing, in your mouth, in your ears. I mean... I used to date um, a coach, and he would come home, and there would be black things all over the Mm -hmm. place. You just couldn't clean the place. So I I can't imagine, as an athlete, how much really get into your bloodstream. So they are concluding that there must be a link between these particles. And um, just to kind of break down what these man-made chemicals are, which Mm -hmm. make up these little black dots, um, polycyclic aromic, I don't even know how to pronounce some of this stuff, (laughs) hydrocarbons and volatile organic compounds. 
I mean, volatile just sounds really <laughs> scary. <laughs> it's scary itself. But the CDC, um, the, the disease, disease control. control, yeah, they are saying that there's no links, that they can't prove it, it's safe. And there hasn't been enough studies um, in other states to back up what the study in Washington has found. So I find it very interesting that there's not as much light shed on this, and I don't know why. Well, for one thing, it's a moneymaker. Um, oh, I, sports in general. Sports this in general, true. you're right. Um, my son played football, and that was one of the major concerns my husband had oh, with really? Those little black pills. Oh, and your do- your uh, husband is a physician. Physician, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was really concerned about the playing on the turf because, like you said, those kids hit the hit the turf. Those little black uh, particles pop up. They do come home with them in their shoes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to get rid. You know, you don't know how yeah. to get rid of them, and they're everywhere. 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 And these kids, if they're playing football or whatever sports, they they do hit the ground. Mm-hmm. And who knows, they're inhaling that. We mm-hmm. don't know what the, if that chemical with being so hot, mm-hmm. uh, does it put oh, out that's some, true because it's under the sun. And, and, it's, and that. it's rubber, right? Yeah. It's rubber. So we don't really know what type of chemical may be expelled from that as mm-hmm. the sun hits it. And then you have your children or you have professional athletes. I don't know what grade they have mm-hmm. as far as their turf. But then you have these kids inhaling it, and now you think about it. Kids. And it's years and years. Yes. You know, the average athlete, if you start off, you know, what, they Six, have they peewee have, football yes, now. You yes. can start at, like, four years old <laughs> yes. all the way till you're an adult. That's, you know, That's a long, years, years and years and years, and years of, of being in contact with these substances. It's just, yeah, this is was an, another eye-opening topic for me. You guys out there, please chime in, tweet at us, let us know. Do you feel there is a correlation between the rise in cancer in athletes with turf fields? Mm. And, you know, should we do something about it? Should the government be doing something about it? Well, I think it should be tested. But now you have to think about, too, when you think about turf for the athletes. And now that people are now putting the artificial grass. I mean, my apartment complex. It has the artificial has grass. artificial grass. Right. And I constantly work out on it. So yeah. now I'm going to second guess a workout on turf. And, That's right. And go to real grass. It's, right. It's, it's crazy because, I mean, I know you and I, we talk about food all the time. Right. But how... You know, we have to worry about our food, but now we have to worry about even our environment in which we walk on, we play on. It's like everything is changing. Everything is changing. Do you think it's changing or is it we are, technology is getting, um, you know, smarter? And, you know, I don't know. I To me, I think it all has, I still have to say it goes back to money. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. And here in Los Angeles, you know, they were talking about we had a big drought. So mm-hmm. they they were urging everyone to change their yard to drought tolerant. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you could save water. Yeah. And putting in the artificial turf mm-hmm. in your yard now, you have to pay extra for that to get yeah. because that is like the trend of what we're setting. So I don't know if it's really technology. I mean. I would prefer to be on grass, mm-hmm. real grass. You know, yeah. that's oxygen. You know, yeah. those are those are things that you need in your environment to be able to breathe healthy. I feel like whenever in anything we do, whether it comes to food or our environment in general, whenever we take away from nature yes. and we take anything away from its natural form and we try to, you know, remanufacture it, I feel like 
it's going to be harmful for us. It's because, chemicals. Yeah, it's exactly. still chemicals. I mean, so, you know, you got green trees, you got trees and you got grass. That's, that's oxygen. That's all oxygen. And if we get rid of all that. Can you imagine? I can't. Yeah. I can't. All right. Um, next topic that we have is something that has been going around right now, especially in California, because it has been so cold. No, yeah. The flu outbreak is on a rage, and studies have showed that cold weather, a spell of cold weather, can induce the outbreak. So flu is on the rise, and the CDC this year predicts and says that it will be the worst year for the flu. So the first cold spell of the year flu appears. Um, It usually appears one week later from the first uh, cold spell. Um, They did a a study three years, and they studied over 30,000 noses. They took 30,000 nasal swabs and collected, um, you know, the insides, and they did this in Sweden with people who were rushing to get medical um, care, and they found consistent patterns with those who had viruses and the weather change. Mm. So it is proven that the first cold spell will produce more um, flu flu and and Mm -hmm. other um, airborne um, illnesses than any other time of year. Well, we, we've had our share there. Oh, yes, we have. And it's been a cold year. And I find this interesting, too, because I'm from Boston, and I've been here for five-plus year, years now. Every time I call home and it's, you know, the winter time there, it's starting to snow, everybody is constantly getting sick. And I didn't realize it until I moved here that every winter you don't have to get sick. When I was in Boston, I thought that that was just part of it. But because we don't experience as much cold Cold. as they do, you know, I started seeing like, oh, there is a difference. And even this year where it is cold, I started, I don't think I've ever been this sick since I've left Boston. And it's because the weather change has been so drastic here in California. It has been. And everybody, I mean, we have coworkers, we have friends. I've been down, you know, I don't know if it was the flu, knock on wood, but (laughs) so when you hear stuff like this, do you run out and get the flu shot, or did you get the flu vaccine? I don't get the flu vaccine. I've never gotten it. Okay. <laughs> now, again, being the wife of a physician's assistant, yes. tell us why you do not get the flu vaccine. Well, he gets it. Oh, he does? Okay. Oh, yeah. He has to because he works in healthcare. Oh, okay. Okay, this isn't just my own personal take mm-hmm. on the virus. They said if they give you the shot that you won't get the flu. I just... I just feel like I'd rather use my own uh, immune immune system system to fight off the battle. I think that if I, and this is just me, my own opinion, I think that if I uh, end up taking the shot that I may break down my immune system and then I may be able, I may catch the virus. Mm -hmm. It's a funny story. I went to see my doctor uh, just for a regular checkup, and he walks in with a mask on, and I said, hey, what happened? He goes, oh, I caught the flu. I'm like, really? I said, wow. And then he he goes on through the checkup, and he goes, do you want to get the flu shot? I said, no. I said, did you get the flu shot? And he said, yeah. I said, I don't want to look like you. (laughs) (laughs) And I hear this all the time, too. My mother, um, she has a compromised immune system, so her doctors are always telling her, you have Have to to get get the the flu flu shot. shot. And that's because when somebody who has a low immune system, they have a disease Mm -hmm. or other illnesses, 
their immune system is already suppressed. So getting something like the flu for my mom could, you know, lead to something worse. It could lead to pneumonia. It could lead to uh, long hospitalization. But for people who are, you know, for the most part healthy, healthy, you should be able to fight it off. Mm. I, like you, um, I I have my own take on the flu shot as well because everybody that I know, including my mom, who get the flu, get sick. Mm-hmm. And people claim, oh, that's just the natural reaction. Exactly, exactly. You're going to get sick. But I think it might be, you know, people trying to control <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't do it. You know, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, every year, get your flu shot. And I mean, they, and they're they're persistent. Yeah. You better get your flu shot. You better, yeah. you know, I just, you or know. Or it could be, you know, money, money. You know I how much know. money, you know, pharmaceutical companies are probably getting oh, from. Oh, sure. I know, I sound so bad. I should, I should probably do a little more research on yeah, this. Yeah, but this is my, our own personal yeah, opinion. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of you out there that probably feel exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, still choice. In the study, too, it was explaining that virus virus particles from even a sneeze can spread more easily than in any other weather, um, especially cold weather. So cold, even dry. So, um, again, when people say, you know, cough into your elbow, you should cough into your elbow because you're definitely going to spread those germs exactly. everywhere. Exactly. Yes, um, let us know, too, if you guys are in favor for the flu shot or not. We would like to hear um, what you guys have to say, if you guys yeah. get the flu shot or not. All right, so we have one more topic, and it's about how Finland is now um, having a campaign to try to become a tobacco-free country. Love that. And when I saw this, I really love this, too. Love so it. their goal is, by 2040, to have less than 2% of their population rid of all tobacco products. And that clu- includes no e-cigarettes, mm-hmm. no snuff. Snuff is oral tobacco. They want to get rid of it in total. And what they're doing is they've put a lot of money into the marketing for um, stopping, uh, I guess, the promotion of, you know, you see the billboards and the magazines, right. you know, promoting all these different cigarettes and e-cigarette companies. So they have money out there to prevent that from happening. But now what they're doing is they're also going after the vendors and those who sell um, cigarettes, they're taxing them. So the vendors have to pay so much more money now if they want to sell cigarettes. And then they're also raising the cost for cigarettes to sell themselves. So mm-hmm. their tactic is if we make it not affordable, then our country will not smoke. That's, what do you think of that? I like it. Yeah. I like it. I think that it's really a, a goal to try to have a more healthy population. Mm-hmm. If you think about um, the things that cigarettes can bring on or diseases, you know, you have you can do lung, lung cancer, you know, throat cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, secondhand smoke can kill, uh, you know, hurt a loved one mm-hmm. or people in your environment. Um, it's just not healthy. And I can say that because I was a smoker. Mm. Uh, I smoked when I was younger, and I smoked a pack a day. But when you're, it's addiction. So when mm-hmm. you're in that, you don't understand how it affects other people and how it affects you. Even now, you know, because I have consumed myself. So uh, a little background, my um, dad owned a nightclub growing up, and I worked in the nightclub. So that's all you smell. I smoke. Smoke, Mm -hmm. smoke, smoke, smoke. 
But now that I've converted, I didn't smoke, but I was so used to smelling it um, because of the environment I worked in. But now that I am living a healthy lifestyle, I don't work in a workplace that allows that stuff. Now when I go out and smell it, if I'm outside and I smell people, it's, it, to me, you know, I, I, I can't believe that people still smoke after everything we know, how it can affect your health. And even how it smells, I, I don't get it. But then again, I'm not addicted to cigarettes. So yeah, like so you said. It, it's a, and it is an addiction. It is an addiction. And, and it's really a hard one yeah. to, to uh, quit because you can get cigarettes anywhere. Mm-hmm. Now, the e-cigarettes, I have a, a, I don't know, I have an issue with that. I, I, I just don't see anything attractive about mm-hmm. this metal thing ah. coming out your mouth with all this puff of smoke like yeah. a dragon. You know, yeah. to me, that's kind of like, you know. Really? Yeah, and a lot of people are actually, especially young kids, mm-hmm. the teenagers, that's what's cool for them now, and they're actually getting addicted to e-cigarettes. Yes. And, and what's interesting, I don't know if you saw the campaign. I, I can't remember. Was um, it Dare? It was one of them where they show this young guy at home, and he's smoking the um, e-cigarette. He keeps smoking and keeps smoking and keeps smoking, and it just shows that finally he just doesn't go anywhere. He's just sitting there smoking mm-hmm. his e-cigarette. So, I mean, not saying that it's like smoking marijuana, but I'm just saying it, it's addicting as well. Yeah. So people, you cannot use that as a step down from mm-hmm. cigarettes. And that's what Finland, the country, was right. saying. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to just get rid of cigarettes. They wanted to ban any tobacco products because, like you said, they didn't want to move to another and promote a different alternative. They just want to promote a healthier lifestyle for their entire country in general. I, I can see that. And not only that, we we don't really know what the long-term effects are of these e-cigarettes. Exactly. I mean, I don't know what chemicals, and I'm not really familiar with mm-hmm. what they put in there. I know you can get certain flavors and things like that, but what we don't know what the long-term is. Just mm-hmm. like when cigarettes first came out back in the 20s or whatever, they didn't really know what yeah. the long-term effects yeah. were going to be from cigarettes. So, yeah. And know. I think, too, um, and this this is me just thinking out loud, I think with cigarettes it's a little more harmful because then I'm not going to say, I shouldn't say more harmful, but it's different compared to other substances because you don't get a high off of it. Yeah, you get a, a nicotine high, but... I feel like it doesn't affect your ability to work or function. So I feel like it's even more dangerous. It's hard. Because you could do, like you said, you smoked a pack a day. You know, alcohol and weed, you can only do so much and then you can't (laughs) function. You know what I mean? But cigarettes, you can just Cigarettes, you can puff, puff, puff. And it's crazy too because I remember um, younger, when I would go to the hospital, I would constantly see medical professionals. Outside, smoking, just smoking, and I'm like, is advertising and marketing that great that even our health professionals are falling into it? Yes, they have a stressful profession, but I, I don't see as many as much um, health professionals now doing it. Yeah, but I don't know if you've ever had that experience. I have, and I it, have. it just blows your mind. Or even you know, outside of the gym, it's, it, you yeah. see people, and you're like, what? I'm like, you just walk. What? What are you doing? I just walk in the gym and she's sitting there smoking a cigarette. Really? 
I mean, I have to smell this. Yeah. And I'm trying to go in here and do yeah. a healthy life, you know. Yeah. Uh, and healthcare uh, uh, workers smoking cigarettes yeah. is contradictory. Yeah. You My know? mom, um, uh, she is up for a double lung transplant. She has a genetic lung disease, wow. but she smoked for a good twenty plus years. Okay. You know, I wonder how much of that affected, you know, the deterioration of her disease, you know? So, um, I love what Finland is doing. I hope, you know, um, even this country could put more manpower into making the whole country less than 2% because right now I don't know the statistics, but I know it's definitely more than 2%. And I don't know if we really are talking, uh, if our country wants to do preventative, Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? I think if, if maybe they would start doing more. Well, they have, um, CVS, uh, what is it called? CVS Care. They started uh, a program oh. where if you, um, I think if you put money in and you don't smoke at the end, if you, you finally quit, you'll get even more money back. And a lot of insurance agencies That's smart. That's are so starting smart. to give so people money. Incentives. Incentives mm-hmm. for not smoking. That's great. And even just having, I know, um, for instance, my boyfriend, he... Um, went to go get his, his blood drawn, and he had to get it before the first of the year. And I'm like, why are you rushing to get it before the first of the year? And he said because his um, insurance company would give him money back if like he had incentive. yeah if he had good um, blood levels as far as cholesterol. That's great. And sugar, That's great. They should do that all and, the time. And it's it's really motivating people. So I do see our That's country great. moving in that direction. That's great. Um, even working in the gym, I have people who will ask me um, to write letters and confirm to their insurance agency stating that they do pay for a membership because they'll get, get money back. back. That's so my, I think yeah. I think our company is starting to go our company our Our country country. (laughs) into the right direction um now you quit smoking do you have any tips for quitting smoking because again statistics show 90 percent of smokers fail at their first attempt Uh, i i have many many attempts and it's really hard um, so I, I get it when people say, you know, I tried and I tried. It's really, really hard, but you have to be determined. You know, I did a lot of things that I switched. You know, I would chew gum. Mm-hmm. I would eat sunflower seeds. You know, my ashtray at that time was filled with sunflower seeds. I would do things like that. But I think what really got me uh, to actually quit, because I was failing. I'm not going to lie. I was failing. Mm-hmm. But when I became pregnant with mm-hmm. my son, um, that right there was... That was it. The wake-up call. The wake-up call. I have to do that because of, this is going to not only affect, affect me, you, now it's going to affect child. my child. So mm-hmm. that did it. So it's been, what, 26, 30 years oh, now wow. since Good I for you. haven't smoked a cigarette. And I am so blessed yeah. to not no, that's do that. Great. Because yeah. that's that's a nasty one. Yeah. yeah really I think there's a lot of things... Um, there's a lot of things in life. For me, like, I don't have an addiction to any drug, but I'll tell you, food is... That's right. You know, even today, backstage here tonight, they're like, free pizza. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, don't God. eat the pizza. Do not. And I'm like, I got these plain carrots. But, you know, I, <laughs> I got to think of, you know, my health. And, and not say I, I don't 
I don't eat it, pizza. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I I try to set goals. I mean, I was on the the treadmill with you this morning. Yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna burn that off. Yeah. Throw that away. But yeah. for me, and I know a lot of people out there have an addiction to food, and that's why this country has a large obesity rate. And we see that in people who quit smoking. So what you said is you switched your habit, and I think a lot of people do that. Sometimes they'll give up the mm-hmm. the cigarettes, and then they run to food because that's comfort for a lot of people. But you know what? What also happens is when you're smoking, then you get a lot of tar and nicotine on your taste buds. Mm-hmm. So you really don't can't even taste. You the food. don't really taste the food like you think. Mm-hmm. So once people stop smoking and all that tar and nicotine is gone, then you really start tasting the food, and that's what happens. Yeah. Then you start enjoying eating, enjoying it. everything, and it's delicious, and mm-hmm. you just keep eating and eating, and then you go. Ooh, <laughs> I better get to the gym. Did, I better go do something. Did, well, you were pregnant. I was going to say, did you gain weight after you quit? But you were pregnant, so yeah, probably yeah, I, yeah. I gained weight, but yeah. um, you know, when you're pregnant, you have you have a pass, exactly, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> so you can eat whatever you want. We had um, we had a guest on here not too long ago, and one of the tips that he gave was if you are thinking about quitting smoking, you should try chewing on ginger. Oh, I could see that happening. Yeah, so ginger is what actually helped him go cold turkey and quit cigarettes. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and I think, too, having a companion or accountability partners, that helps. Um, For some people like you, cold turkey, sometimes that's the the beta way way. to go. That's the best way to go. When you find something that's so important to you and you focus on it, and then you make you make it happen. So. Yeah, that's just like your workout. Yeah, it's the same. exactly. It's the same. Just thing. like the workout. Just like the workout. All right. So we talked a lot about different studies. Let's talk about more about you oh. um, being the entrepreneur oh, of okay. W twenty nine Active Wear. Yeah. Um, you could talk about your how you became a trainer, a Pilates instructor, and just an all around you know motivational coach yeah. and empowering woman. How did you get into the field of fitness? You know, it's. I was just telling the story today to a client. Um, I have always worked out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I met my husband. He would go at the time when we were doing aerobics classes, mm-hmm. you know. Like go step. Do, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we were all doing aerobics classes when 24 was Family Fitness Center mm-hmm. or something like that. And... Um, so anyway, so we speed up, and I uh, decided that I wanted to go back to college and get my degree. Mm-hmm. So I went back to college to get my degree, but that th- at that time I had two small kids, two mm-hmm. boys. And I um, was staying home and taking care of them, so I thought, okay, let me get a job, uh, something that I can do that would allow me uh, time to still pick up my kids and be there for the homework and everything. So I got a job at the gym that we're working at, mm-hmm. and I started at the front desk. You started at Total Woman? I did. Oh, I didn't know that. At the front desk. I was the one who opened the gym at 4.30 in the morning. Right? And then all of a sudden, Total Woman at that time decided to have a personal training program. Mm -hmm. And the general manager kept bugging me about, you should really do it. I think you'd be really good. I'm thinking to myself, I do not want to be a personal trainer. That's not what I want to do. I want Mm -hmm. to conquer the world Mm -hmm. and the business, you know, corporate world. That's what I wanted to do. So, but anyway... I decided, what do I have to lose? Mm-hmm. I love working out anyway, so I jumped in, and this is awesome. I just love what I do. How many I, years have you, have uh, you been a trainer? It's been nine years now. Oh, okay. Nine years I've been a trainer at Pilates too, and working with women, it's just been so rewarding because sometimes we doubt ourselves that we're not strong enough because we're our age or whatever it could be. 
but it's all inside of us. And then that's what's so cool about being a personal trainer because you're able to motivate them and pull it out of them. And yes. then they're amazed that, oh, my gosh, I can do that? Someone told me this morning, I can't jump rope. I go, how come you can't jump rope? You can jump, right? I said, let's just keep doing it. We kept doing it for maybe two or three times. And the next thing I know, she was jumping and jumping. And she's like, oh, my God, I can do it. I said, I told you. Yeah. So it just really gives uh, people a boost of confidence also that they can do a lot of things that they, in their mind, believe that they can. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I got into that. And it's the best. I love it. Yeah. I really do. How did you become an entrepreneur? Um, you have this amazing, and if you guys haven't seen her pants, you guys need to go check her out, check her handle out on Instagram, on social media, or even your website. Yes. What is, what's the website? The website is uh, www.w29activewear.com. Uh, okay. And then on, on Instagram, it's the same. It's just w29activewear. And, yeah. and what I love about your parents, Sherry, I mean, I wear them all the time are those pockets. Yeah. If you have ever been to the gym and you're like, I do not know where to put my, my phone, phone, my keys, these pants, not only are they made amazingly, but the pockets really, I guess, are the, the signature of it's your the, line. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because uh, being a trainer, you know, you always have to have your phone on you, you know, because your clients may be texting you and say, I'm running late, I'm this and that, and, you know, you, it's in your pocket. So or it's it, in your sport bra, I, yeah, you know. So you, I would so shove it in yeah. my bra, and then when I bend down, yeah. it falls out. So you pick, you're trying to look at it, and you got a client, and I thought, gosh, we just need, I need some pockets. So mm -hmm. I've always been an entrepreneur. I did hair. I mean, you know, I've always been this person that's trying to create, something. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, well, why don't I just do my own line? I, I know nothing about it, but you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And so um, it has been a learning process and it's still a learning process because I really don't know much about uh, the fashion or developing a product, but I figured, uh, you know, I, I can give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And so everything that we I have made is made right here in Los Angeles. And that is kind of like, um, um, my part of my mission to once the company grows that we can be able to promote jobs here in Los Angeles mm -hmm. um, and so you know that's kind of what I'm doing so I try to get the best quality okay. I try to get the best everything you know I'm, I'm starting off pretty small but I got quality and quality mm -hmm. is important to me yeah. and so that's what that's where I'm at right and now. and I love um, you know when I see trainers yeah. managers yeah. Um, there's so many different people just women in general who wear your pants yeah I'll be at you know a gym and I'll see somebody walking by and I'll see the little w29 I'm <laughs> like oh Sherry's <laughs> pants. It makes me really happy. But I love overhearing women, you know, when they get complimented on their, their pants. pants. And they say, yeah, I love these pants. You know, they're comfortable. They fit me good. They make me feel confident. Mm -hmm. And they actually motivate people um, to want to look good in your pants. Yeah, I, we, to want to work hard, yes. you know, to see results. So when I he overhear women wearing your pants, and it's the same way with me. I'm like, okay, I got to work out so I can look good in these. So I, I don't put you to shame. You know, I can, I can make your pants look good. <laughs> yeah, you can. Well, that's just like uh, recently I had a young woman, you know her, mm -hmm. who uh, expressed her... Um, she lost so much weight. So It, it, it was really... Um, I was really taken back by that. I mean, I was really um, happy that I was able to motor her, motivate her. Just a pair of pants was able to motivate her to lose over 25 pounds. And she, her in like a year or yeah, less. Yeah. Her goal was to be one of the uh, 
models for the line. Yeah. And let me just tell you, this woman yeah. looks freaking amazing. Yeah, I cannot yeah, believe yeah. that putting on a pair of pants, I, that makes me feel and fantastic. Not even, she, she, wasn't, she wasn't overweight if no. you looked at her. No. She wasn't obese, you no. know. But you see the difference in her body. The and definition. more importantly, you see it in her confidence. Oh, most when definitely. When she walks around, she has this light about her. And I see that for majority of women who wear your pants. And for me, I, I, I know you as a mm-hmm. person. And when I see people with your pants on, I'm like, that's Sherry. Yeah. That's how, just like in your training, you pull things out of people that were already there. And I think that's what your pants do. That's they awesome. pull mm-hmm. the, the empowering woman that they have deep within them, that confidence that they have that they, they, they don't even know that they have. Yeah. It's pulled out of them when they wear their pants and they're working to their goals. You know, I remember the first pair of pants you gave me. They were big. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was doing the, the TV show Fits and Fats Fit. Yes. They were big. And I, I just remember being so embarrassed because those were the only pants in my closet that really could fit me good. Yeah. But I loved them and I, I rocked the hell out of them. Yeah. And then I remember this year you gave me a smaller oh, pair of pants. Yes. And they were a little tight. But, you know, it was such a drastic size and difference. And it felt so good when you gave me those pants. And I'm like... Cool. I fit them, you yeah, know. Yeah. I I actually fit them, yeah. you know. So I mean, I, I your, love your them. pants were there for me. You were there for me at all <laughs> sizes. So W twenty nine, those pants will be there for you through all, all yes, all sizes, <laughs> fit, fat, you know, yeah. curves and all. It, yeah. it will be there for it you. Will. It totally will. Totally will. <laughs> I love that. Did you think that um, when you were creating this? That I mean, you also have shirts and and I have yeah, I have a tank, I have a uh, tank, a tank, and I have. Have t-shirts that stood our model was living fit loving life mm-hmm. and, you know that's kind of what I you know that's kind of what I preach that's my thing mm-hmm. uh, I figure if you're fit then you're gonna love what you're doing and mm-hmm. love your life but um yeah so we we have we don't have we're limited we have limited mm-hmm. styles which is fine because mm-hmm. I still don't want the quality to disappear exactly because we're just producing so much stuff yeah. so it's limited sizes and limited uh, styles, but it's a great product. I love it. I've been wearing it ever since it started, so like, what, four or five years? And I mean, I wear these pants. We wear these pants mm-hmm. every day. You, you know, trainers have to wear these workout workout mm-hmm. pants every day, and they last. So mm-hmm. I am the test marketer, researcher person, <laughs> so I wash them and hang them up and dry, and they, they last. So it's really um, a great product. I, when I see people, and I'm, I'm, I'm very excited, but I look at it and I go, okay, i got more work to do. You know, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And because it's not pink pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're I got like the, the breast pink. cancer awareness yes. pants. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, just, I, I love what you have done with the pants. And I'm so excited to see the future of where you go with this line. Again, you're a strong woman. And I feel like we need to, to support you know, more women like you who are entrepreneurs, who are starting from the ground up. Yes. You know, I love the Lulus. I love the Lorna Janes. But, you know, it really means something from, you know, women who are living life, who are mothers, who are working at the same time. And to see you do all of that, your mom, your wife, you're a trainer, and you have your own clothing line. That's pretty impressive. Wow. So how did W29, the name, come about? Because I know you're Sherry Johnson, but where did your name for the line come from? Well, W29 is actually um, my mother's first name. Her first initial, her name is Wanda. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
my sister and I, we lost, we lost our mother at an early age. Mm. My mother was 29 when she passed away. So W29 is really uh, signifies us in a lot of ways to remember her. And so I was telling my sister that I was going to start this workout line. I said, i got to find a name. What name can we go? And we just kept going back and forth. And she said, what about W29? And I said, it's perfect because my mother uh, was a hardworking woman who had, she was a single parent. She mm-hmm. had two kids. You know the, the basic story. Mm-hmm. And she, I was just inspired. It's a way for me to to give homage to her. And then it's another way for me to not fail because that's what I don't want to do. So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, so that's where, the, where it came from. And um, I want to see it grow. I want to make it happen. Mm-hmm. I want people to say W29, come out of their mouth every time. Hey, I'm going to get my W29s. I want, mm-hmm. I want that to happen. Yeah. So that's my, that's my goal. That's my goal. You, you, you guys out there watching, you know, before you run to the Lulus and the Lorna Janes and the Fabletics, please give Sherry's line a try. I yeah. promise your booty, your thighs oh, great. will look amazing. Your confidence will be through the roof. I love everything that you stand for and your Thanks, line. Valid. Thank you so much for coming Thank on you our for show. Inviting me. Yeah, I appreciate it. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, you were great. <laughs> so again, um, reach out to Sherry online. Tell us your social media again. Uh, on Instagram, it's W29 Activewear. Just look me up. Um, also, I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, W29 Activewear. And she has great motivational yeah, uh, I get, a Facebook Live yeah, videos. I give, I give She's topics. She's up early. She's up early, like 4 a.m. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm she'll telling motivate you. you. Yes, yeah. I will. I'll get you in gear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, you can find me same place, same time, every week here, Wednesday, for Fit Club, and then online at social, social media at fitwithfallon.com or at fitwithfallon. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. From executives, Kevin Undergaro, Dario Cresci, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.